Hello, everyone. It's time for Vanish Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pico Stanis. This is episode 252, season 11. Today's date is September 8th, 2023, and welcome to the program. On today's show, I will talk about the Purple Hotel that was located in Lincolnwood, Illinois. Uh, what a history of that. <laughs> And also I'll discuss my favorite toys uh, from the Whammo company from the 1970s. Uh, they're still around. Uh, some aren't. Some are. We'll get to that later. And uh, so it'd be very interesting. Yeah, it'd be very fun. Okay. Uh, before we get started, uh, the program will go into a commercial break. And this program is brought to you by... Libby's Fruit Float Dessert. <laughs> I remember this. I remember the commercials. Uh, anyone who grew up in the 70s would remember this particular product. Okay. So this commercial is from 1974. So sit back and relax, and I'll be right back with the show. Thank you, everyone. Fruit Float, Fruit Float, Fruit Float. Fruit Float, Fruit Float, Fruit Float. Fruit Float, Fruit Float. Wait a minute. <laughs> fruit Float, Fruit Float. Oh, forget it. Did you like Fruit Float? It's a whole new dessert for the whole family. And it's got real fruit right in it. Just add cold milk, stir, and in half a minute, it's ready. Bet you like fruit float. But I bet you can't say it three times. I bet you like it. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Libby's Fruit Float Dessert. Uh, when you heard it, uh, it was a tongue twister, you know, fruit float, fruit float, fruit float, fruit float. <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> um, this product came out in 1974 uh, from the Libby's company, you know, Libby's, Libby's, Libby's on the label, 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 you know, that. It was a dessert. Uh, you just add, uh, you just pour the fruit float uh, out of the can, and you pour milk, and you stir, and uh, it's ready. You know, you can also make recipes with that. Uh, I never had this uh, this product. It was like a like a pudding like dessert. You know, I love pudding, but not fruit. I like uh, well, actually, I like chocolate, vanilla butterscotch, uh, pistachio. I like those. And uh, that, you know, and then you would have four servings of this and you could put like fr other fruit on top. And uh, I'm sure it was, it was fine. 
Uh, it came in other flavors. Uh, one was strawberry. I think the other one was, for example, uh, raspberry, peach, pineapple, and mandarin orange. I'm sure there were others. And uh, so my mother never bought this. Uh, I forgot to show her this <laughs> this product. She probably probably remember it. We'll see. She's not home, so uh, we'll wait later on. And uh, so that was one of the uh, vanished products from Lib from Libby's from the 1970s. Yeah. So if you want to check out the commercials, they're on YouTube. Up yourself. <laughs> okay. At the beginning of the program, I mentioned what I'm going to talk about. I talk about the Purple Hotel that was located at in Lincolnwood, Illinois. And also, I'll talk about my favorite toys from the Whammo Company from the 1970s. Before I get started, I'll give you a couple of quick updates. Uh, Health-wise, I'm doing okay so far. Um, let's see what else. Also, we had another death last week. It was singer Gary Wright. Uh, he's famous for his two songs, Dreamweaver and Love is Alive. I love that song, Dreamweaver. Dreamweaver. You know, it sounds hypnotic. And that came out in 1976. And, uh, you know, that, that was a classic song that played. I used to hear this on WLS all the time, maybe AM, FM, even WFYR, 103.5 FM. You know, it's still played, but I, I love this song. It's so... and. I, now me FM, uh, me FM radio plays that now, now and then. And, uh, so it's a shame because he died September 4th, 2023. He was 80 years old. He was also a, uh, he was not only a singer, he was a composer. He played the keyboards. He, and, uh, he was, a, he was a child actor, you know, he did, uh, Broadway did that. And, uh, let's see what else. Uh, he was a member of the British blues blues band. Uh, it was a rock band called Spooky Tooth, and he did play uh, keyboards on George Harrison's album "All Things Must Pass." So, and they were good friends. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that was nice. Like that. Also, this song was very popular for the nineteen ninety two comedy Wayne's World. <laughs> That, that movie's goofy, but I, I love it. It's so endearing. But, uh, you know, that's from the skit from Saturday Night Live that featured uh, Dana Car um, excuse me, Mike Myers and Dana Carvey. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a classic 90s movie. <clears throat> excuse me. So that's, uh, I think a lot of people remember the song from that movie, you know, like that. Okay. All right, so um, that's it for this show. I mean, not the show, excuse me. That's it for Gary Wright. Uh, I mean, my condolences to the family. So his songs will live on, on the radio, the CDs, Apple Music. Yeah, it's a classic 70s song. Also, Love is Alive as well. All right, so let's get started uh, with the show. Oh, uh, I forgot one more thing. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm still adding people in my group down in Chicagoland. Uh, right now I'm 177, over 177,000 members. It's still coming. People are still wanting to join. It's wonderful. 
you got to be too careful as an admin. Um, I have to go through the names because there's always trolls, you know, and now uh, people still report comments that are offensive, unacceptable. I do my best, you know, I have to look that. That's never ending, but, you know, I'm trying to keep the group clean, you know, and enjoyable. And a lot of people love that. They don't want any any politics or anything like that. It's never ending. You know, you always get people like that. They just can't get it out of their minds. You know, they have to speak out. I understand, but don't do it here. Do it elsewhere, please. <laughs> don't do it here. All right. Now we'll get started. All right. Uh, first off, we're going to talk about the Purple Hotel. Ugh, this one uh, was very memorable. Also very infamous <laughs> and uh, very unique. So let's see. So it opened in 19... Someone told me 1961 or 62. And it was the Hyatt House Hotel. And... Uh, Let's see. So uh, let's see what else. And it was located at 4500 West Tui Avenue in Lincolnwood, Illinois. And uh, let's see what else. And they had a great, uh, they had a couple of good restaurants, uh, very upscale. One was uh, called Tessie's and TJ Peppercorns. I remember that. They had an outdoor pool and they had life in entertainment like such as Perry Como, Roberta Fleck, and Barry Manilow. So they got some very high class singers, you know, to entertain, which is great. And then they changed the name to the Hyatt Lincolnwood. It kept changing all the time. And then later on it changed to the Purple Hotel. Now this one was famous for uh two incidents. One was uh, there was a there was a crime committed, and there was a there was a man called Alan Dorfman, and he was a Teamsters lawyer and a, a Chicago outfit mobster, and uh, he he was convicted to bribe a U.S. senator, and uh, so. I don't know which U.S. senator was it. I'm not sure. And uh, then uh, he be, then he got murdered in 1983, uh, around January 20th, 19 January 20th, 1983. Yeah, he uh, he got killed. So um, the reason he got indicted was because of embezzlement, all kinds of charges like that. Oh. You know, when you mess with the mob, no, that's not that's not good. <laughs> so uh, let's see. So he was gunned down in the parking lot outside the link, uh, the Purple Hotel, you know, and it was like a gang style execution. You know, and uh, he was trying and he was cooperating with the authorities, you know, and probably to avoid the prison time. You know, so like that. So, um, so that was uh, 
That was very scandalous. I remembered from the news. I watched it in the early 80s. Uh, it was a big deal back then. Um, they made a movie called The Irishman that was that came out in 2019 that was directed by uh, Martin Scorsese. And uh, he was and uh, his character was portrayed by an actor. His name was Jake Hoffman. And uh, if you watch the movie, um, they got the dates wrong. He was not killed in 1979. He was killed like uh, four years later. I don't know, they should have done, somebody should have done their homework on that. <laughs> so, and also another crime that um, that happened, they had like swing swingers parties, Ooh, just like in the 70s, you know. They had like, uh, you know, like orgies, drug drug usage oh my god that's that was bad and uh uh the guy's name was Stuart Levin I don't know who uh he was involved with that so that's uh that's really bad <laughs> so when you so when I posted this yesterday a lot of people think uh when I posted about the the uh purple hotel the first person that came to mind or first was Alan Dorfman. You know, they posted that. Okay. Also, according to the, uh, to one website, the, um, the digital research library of Illinois history journal, Michael Jordan, uh, stayed at the purple hotel in 1984, his first night in Chicago, you know, and then he started his illustrious career. <laughs> as a great basketball player, you know, for the Chicago Bulls. Oh, that's, that's not, that's very interesting indeed like that. And, uh, okay. So, so, uh, the hotel, uh, then in the 1990s, the, the hotel changed ownership and it was operated by the Radisson and the Ramada. And then in 19, then 2004, it just became the Purple Hotel. But a lot of people just called that, you know. Then a few years later, uh, it was closed in January 2007 due to health code violations. You know, it was falling apart. Uh, they were trying to, uh, people were trying to buy it, you know. And it was listed in the National Register of Historic Places in July of 2013, excuse me. And they tried to preserve it. Uh, but uh, they tried it, but the, the, the uh, real estate group that purchased a hotel in 2011, but they decided to demolish it. Yeah, they said, nah. We we can't. We'll just get rid of it, which is a shame. So they demolished it, and uh, they sold off the the purple bricks at the 2013 Lincolnwood Fest. You know, for a fundraiser at, for the Lincolnwood Public Library, which is pretty good. You know, and I'm sure a lot of I have a funny feeling a lot of people still have the bricks. They still have the bricks from the hotel. Which is kind of cool. It's like the Berlin Wall from nineteen from nineteen eighty nine. <laughs> so um, it's still uh, the last time I heard it's still under construction. They will try to bring another hotel, maybe bring some restaurant retails. Uh, as far as I know, I passed by it about 
maybe a couple of years ago, I was meeting with a friend for lunch in Lincolnwood. And I passed by it, and uh, they're still under construction. So it's taken a while. So we'll see what's going to happen like that. And uh, so that's uh, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> but uh, you know what? It, it's a pretty. It was a pretty hotel, you know, with the purple. I don't think you can find another hotel like that in the United States. I doubt it. Maybe in Europe. Maybe maybe you know, elsewhere in the world. I don't know. But uh, like I said before, it was very unique and very memorable and also infamous, too. <laughs> okay, so that's it for the Purple Hotel. Right now I'm going to talk about an, another subject that I'm very fond of. It's my favorite toys from the Whammo Company, uh, Whammo Toy Company, excuse me, from the 1970s. Uh, this company is still around. Uh, they're still making toys. Uh, I'll give you a brief history of that, and then I will talk about my memories of this particular uh, company. So the Whammo Company is based in Carson, California. And uh, it was founded in 1948. Uh, the founders' names were Richard Nur and Arthur Spud Mellon. Okay. So they were... Um, they graduated from the University of Cal Southern California. They were graduates and they were friends since teens. And they were, so they decided to uh, form their own business. And the first product they created was the Whammo Slingshot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you see slingshots anymore. They're kind of dangerous <laughs> like that. Oof. I used to see, well, when I was a kid, you know, when you're in class, uh, we used rubber bands for slingshots like that. Oh, I used to get hit by, you know, paper and all that. One time it hit me in the ear and it started bleeding. Oh, that was awful. Yeah. Thank God the teacher took me to see the nurse. Mm. But I saw another kid got hit, you know, the same way like that. All right. So anyway, uh, then they introduced more products. And then in 1957, they introduced one of the most famous products in the world, the hula hoop. That's still wrong. And, uh, I've, I've used a hula hoop before. I used it when I was a kid. I don't know if I could do it now. <laughs> well, it looked like a lot of fun. I used to do that in school, maybe at the park, you know, in the neighborhood. And uh, so after that, uh, they had another um, product, which we all know today as the Frisbee. And uh, the inventor's name was Fred Morrison. And these, and then in 19, and it was introduced later in 1959, and they and it became very popular, especially in the 60s and the 70s, and the oh, it was like everyone had one. I had one too, and even like companies in Chicago had their own frisbees like that, or you buy them in the toy stores, like Children's Bargain Bargain Town, like that, or any toy store. Uh, Toy Story, available Toys R Us, you would find the Frisbee like that. Okay. And uh, let's see. So uh, right now I'm going to play a commercial for two products from the, that came from Whammo. They're on the same, they're on the same commercial. One was uh, Super Ball and the other one was Super Elastic Bubble Plastic. <laughs> 
after the commercial, I will talk about those two products and other toys that I had when I was a kid. Okay. And this is from the 1970s. So sit back and relax. And here is the commercial. Thank you, everyone. Whammo presents the Firetron Formula Super Ball and Super Elastic Bubble Plastic. Plastic bubbles from a tube. Just squeeze it out and blow it up. They last and last. Firetron Super Ball gives you 50,000 pounds of compressed energy for crazy bouncing tricks. Firetron Super Ball and Super Elastic Bubble Plastic, sold separately from Whammo. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Super Bowl. And Super Ball, not Super Bowl. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, Super Elastic Bubble Plastic. Oh, and uh, Super Elastic Bubble Plastic, it came in a tube. And I think you um, open it. I don't know if you pierce it in, like you take something to open it, like you did today. And then you start, uh, then you take like a tube like a little skinny too and then you start you know like first you squeeze it out of the the tube and then you take then you attach it to the tube and you start blowing it and then you it just blows up these incredible colored bubbles and then you sealed it and you go play you know like a beach ball you know with the other kids which is a lot of fun i don't know if you deflate them you know if you poke on them because well i never played with it no, but I, uh, well, I never owned one. I used to play with the kids, you know, and uh, it looked kind of cool. Very nice. You know, it's marble colored like that. I did have the Super Bowl. You know, I bought it one day. I don't know where. Don't remember. And uh, I lost it <laughs> somewhere, you know, but that thing was powerful. <laughs> You hit it against the pavement, boring, so, or the walls, like that. It would jump up to at least 50 feet, I imagine. But it was a good product. Those products are still around. You know, they, they really are. And, uh, of course, from Whammo. You know, they're made like that. Other products uh, I want to mention that I had were, there was trackball. And it was like a badminton or something like that or um shot you know like it's like how do you describe it like that it's you know it's racket it was two rackets with uh with uh four balls and then you just throw it to a person and you try to catch it you know with the racket like that and uh maybe you play a game like how many times you can catch it, or if you drop the ball, you lose. That came out in the 70s, but I remember the commercials very well. And it looked like a lot of fun. They really did. A lot of people remember that. They really they really did, you know, like that. Uh, the other products uh, we had was 
the magic window. Oh, it was like a sort of like etch a sketch. Well, not really, because you would just uh, move it around. It's like a, it was glass, and it came in um, like blue and white, and it just moved. And you tried to maybe form pictures on it or like that. It was kind of cool. Like that. I think I had this, maybe. I'm not sure. But I don't think they make that anymore. I don't think so. I haven't seen it. No, I don't know. <laughs> okay. They also had uh, some other weird uh, toys like that. For example, Air Blaster. Also the famous Slip and Slide. Yeah, a lot of people had that. They That looked like a lot of fun. Also, there was Water Wiggle. You know, and you attach it to a, your garden holes and you, you know, try to catch him. And he's like wiggling around like that. <laughs> he has a goofy looking face. <laughs> it was also Monster Magnet like that. Okay. Also, there was Super Stuff. Well, that came out in the 60s. It was like some glob, pink glob. And you try to stretch it. It looked like a giant silly putty. And you stretch it around and you make faces. And uh, according to to the company, it was safe to buy that. Also, there was a um, fun fountain that it was like a clown and you attach it to the holes and then he would, his head would squirt out and then his the top head would just, uh, well, no, it would like uh, pop up and squirt water all over the place. So I never had this product, but I remember the commercials. And it was kind of cool. Also, there was one we all forget. Silly String. That I owned. And this came out in the early 70s. Okay, uh, it was like string. It came out in an aerosol can. And you would aim and you would, um, you know, push the button and you, uh, and the uh, outcomes of string and you put it on somebody or something. And they come out, they're all tangled up, you know, and they look so silly. <laughs> It was great for parties like that, you know, but I remember that in school, <coughs> excuse me. So, so that is, that I, you know, I did have that and it was a, a lot of fun doing that. Um, the teachers didn't mind, you know, no, they didn't mind that at all. I'm sure there were other products uh, that Wemo made. Uh, some have discontinued and some are still around like that as well. Uh, let's see what I don't know if there's anything else. Let's see. Uh, no, not much really. So, uh, oh, there was also called uh, Magic Sand. It was sand coated and uh, it caused water to bead off and had to be absorbed. Kind of a weird uh, uh, product. Also, it was Hacky Sack, if anyone remembers that. Okay, and uh, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Okay. So um, the reason I picked this subject is, you know, when you were a kid in the 70s, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, you had these wonderful toys that co toy companies made. They're stuck with your in your mind, you know, because uh, they were a lot of fun. Today you have your phones and you play video games, you know, but you actually want to play toys, actual toys board games, you know. I think parents were try trying to make the kids today to play with those instead of staring at their phones, you know. 
to me, that's not good. You know, you got to get them, get them off of those. You know, it's, it's nice to have a phone, but you know, you got to have eye contact with people and play games, you know, manually like that. Okay. So uh, that's it for the show. Um, I'll do a recap of what I talked about. I talk about the uh, Purple Hotel that was located in Lincolnwood, Illinois. Also, my favorite toys from the 19, from the Wemo Toy Company from the 1970s. Okay, and uh, this podcast will be uh, published later on today. Wherever podcasts are available, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Also, it'll be on my YouTube channel, Vanishicoggle and Stories, uh, the podcast. Please subscribe. Hit the subscribe button and also on the apps that I mentioned. It'll notify you for a new episode. Also, be on my blog, vanishicoggle.blog. You can find it there. or not, And also on my social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Threads. You can copy the link and it'll take you right there. And you can listen as well. Okay. So this is Pete Costanas, your host of Vanish Conland Stories. Thank you for joining me. Uh, this episode, will be, like I said, it'll be published later on this afternoon. You just have to wait. I will probably do another episode probably Sunday or Tuesday. We'll see. Uh, I, haven't de- I haven't decided what I'm going to do. Uh, the subjects that, well, I have a couple ideas. Yeah, we'll see about that. All right. So thank you again for joining me. Um, uh, here's bye-bye for me. And here's bye-bye from Ray Rayner with a little traveling music saying bye-bye-bye. Take care, everyone, and so long. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs>